Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey there, kids. It's me, Mr. Creepypasta, and the author of tonight's story actually has a Kickstarter that's about to go live. I'm going to be sharing the cover of the book that you can be able to see right here on your screens. Melody Grace has Nocturnal Nightmares, a collection of horror stories that's going to Kickstarter right now. So if you want to help support or get an early copy of your book, you can do so by checking out the Kickstarter link in the description down below. Thanks so much for listening, kids. And on to tonight's story. Everyone has that one terrifying nightmare from their childhood. One they still remember. But what happens when they find out that it's real? When my brother James and I were growing up, our family lived in an old Victorian-style home located in Massachusetts. It was a beautiful tribute to the profound craftsmanship of the early 20s. Picture a life-size rustic dollhouse with an absolutely stunning part-glazed timber frame porch. It was also very secluded, with our nearest neighbor being maybe a mile away. We'd spend most of our days outside in the treehouse that our father built, made up stories about pirates, treasure. I was always ba- I was always Blackbeard while James would be Calico. We were the unstoppable duo of the high seas. There was a a special hole in the middle of the tree where we'd hide our stolen treasures. James had noticed it the very first day after the fort was built. As exciting as our treehouse was, though, I have to say the very best part about our home was our nanny. She was so thoughtful and fun. Best nanny any child could ask for, really. During the rainy days, she'd often sit with us in our room telling us stories as she rocked in the chair. Some were a little different than I remembered. For instance, she'd tell us the story about about the little deer named Bambi. Now, it wasn't the mother who'd been killed. Instead, it was, it was Bambi himself. She'd always remind us that we needed to listen to our parents so monsters like the hunters couldn't hurt us. No, she really did care. At night, we'd hear a soft humming sound that echoed throughout our whole room. It would, um... It would lull us to sleep. Enveloping our minds with such a calmness. Barely had any dreams. Only that soft, sweet hum from Nanny. Some nights, though, James and I would startle awake. Both having had the same nightmare. Frequently, it involved not being able to breathe, as if someone had placed a bag over our heads, shut off our air supply somehow. You know, we'd always wake up right before we died, hands on our throats, as we were coughing away the night terror. The mornings after these episodes, we'd always find a note for us left by Nanny. Couldn't quite make out all the scribbles, but we were sure I caught the word sorry 
I always knew she wanted us to be happy. Forget about the terrible shadows that haunted our minds. We'd often tell our parents about Nanny, while she was so kind leaving us notes in the night. They'd often comment on how feverish our imaginations were, also adding in how we needed to stop getting into the craft bin without asking. Honestly, I think that they were just jealous that we were both so fond of Nanny. Quickly become our favorite person over the years. I remember the first time I brought a girl home. Her name was Gemma, and she had... She had the cutest dimples. I was about 15 years old at the time, just learning all the ins and outs of young love. I thought we were going to grow up, get married. I wanted nothing more than Nanny's approval. When her mother pulled up to the driveway to drop her off, I could, um... Couldn't contain myself. Nanny, she's here! I remember yelling. Before I bounded out the door to greet Gemma. As we made our way up to the front steps, I half expected Nanny to be waiting for us. Just on the other side of the door, and... When she wasn't there, I grew worried. I told Gemma to wait in the kitchen for me while I went searching for her, but... To my utmost disappointment, Nanny was nowhere to be found. The night dragged on after that. All I could think of was, it's my dear friend. Why didn't she want to meet Gemma? Did she know something I didn't? Unfortunately, it left such a bad taste in my mouth, I never asked. And Gemma was the last girl I ever brought home. James and I eventually grew up. We moved out of our family abode, leaving poor Nanny behind. We could feel her sadness as we packed up our bags on what would be our last night home. We both took the time to each write Nanny a goodbye letter, ones that we placed on our nightstands. We knew that she'd appreciate that later. We got an apartment together in the city. Boy, was it different. We both received full rides to Boston University, each taking on a different major. I had decided that I wanted to be a teacher while James was interested in engineering. He was more interested in getting his hands dirty, I guess. The schoolwork was time-consuming, but we never forgot about Nanny. Years later, I was going to write my college thesis on my childhood and how I was basically raised by Nanny. While looking up our childhood home, I stumbled across an article online written about the original family that lived there in 1915. A mother, a father, two little ones in there. Nanny. Our Nanny. My head began to spin as I inspected the article more thoroughly. Was this the same woman? How is that possible? I was confused, but I guess a, a little excitement was there to learn all I could about the woman. I guess the spirit who had helped raise both my brother and myself. I nostalgically thought to myself, maybe she missed the kiddos from her previous family. That's why she took good care of us. I couldn't have been more wrong. The word murderer caught my eye, and I quickly scanned down the article. 
mortified at what I was reading. A lump began to form in the back of my throat as my heart sank deep into my chest. The article reported how the nanny had lost both her children due to the negligence of a drunk driver in 1913. Never having been able to properly cope with the deaths, since she actively searched for the monster that had stolen her baby's lives. That's when she became employed by the Dobsons. On her journey for revenge, she had taken care of the mother's children as if they were her own. Until that dreadful night when she murdered the two sleeping babes. She smothered them with a pillow. Most likely singing to them. Ever so sweetly as she did. After they had died, the article stated that the nanny had written what appeared to be a suicide letter and left it next to their bodies. She then killed herself. At the very bottom was a photo of the backyard. Same one in which my brother and I used to play. In the middle was the tree that our fort had been built upon. As I looked closer, I noticed our treasure hole, only it looked different. It was covered in a deep crimson red. One that made my own blood run cold. And next to that tree was the lifeless body of our nanny. Gun. Still in hand. Hey there, kids. It's me, Mr. Creepypasta. And thanks for listening to tonight's story. I really want to encourage you guys to take a look at the description, which I know that's not something you guys do on YouTube or on podcasts, but hear me out, okay? In the description of every single video that I've ever done, there's always going to be a link over to where you can find more from the author of the story. And I'm suggesting that you guys check them out because, let's be honest, without the authors, there are no creepypasta stories. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure I could be on here and tell you guys the cookie dough recipe off the back of a Chips Ahoy, but that's not going to be nearly as interesting. So seriously, if you guys are listening here on YouTube or if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or Google Play, then take a look. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.